Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Batter Up. The definitive Atlanta Braves podcast with host Joe Patrick and Caleb Johnson giving you exclusive insight into our Braves from Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's Joe and Caleb. Welcome into Batter Up on this Thursday, June 2nd. Caleb Johnson in with my co-host Joe Patrick. Joe, how's it going, man? Caleb, I have a question. Is this going Uh-oh. to be the win that turns the Braves season around and sends them on a winning streak? This perfect 6 nothing win over the Diamondbacks. I ask that, obviously, in jest, because I feel like that's yeah. the, the thing that we start to saying every single time the Braves have a nice win like they had last yesterday. I was just about to say, you know, you know what my answer to that is? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because we've seen it so many times. And at some point, at some point, Joe Patrick, we're going to look back and go, oh, it actually was right. that win. Right. It was that one. Um, and, and hey, if there was ever a time <laughs> that the Braves could go on a winning streak, something that we talked about last week, uh, it would be now. Because coming off a win against the Diamondbacks, where um, I got to be honest with you, didn't see them losing two out of three. Yeah. Um, but also hadn't paid enough attention to the Diamondbacks re- like most recently yeah, to see that they had they had been playing a lot better mm-hmm. as of recent mm-hmm. and I and I took that for granted uh especially based on you know just how things had been going for the Braves at that point uh but now you've got uh Colorado womp womp um <laughs> yeah you know got they destroyed just stayed yesterday by the Marlins uh, yeah um or no, that was two days ago. Oh, it was a two days yes- okay. Yeah, yesterday they they won thirteen to twelve. Oh wow. Um yeah. So lots of offense happening there. Um uh, but Colorado's still not a very good team. Oakland A's not a very good team. Pittsburgh Pirates definitely not a very good team. Yeah. Um so optimism, I guess, is once again the thing to like float out there because what else do we have to grab onto? <laughs> um, and I think it's because, Joe, I, I really wanted to get into, um, based on what we've seen in these last couple of days, we got to talk about this bullpen, man. Yeah. Um, it, it is it is a problem. Well, you talked about the fact that, you know, the Braves, you felt like they should have won this series, you know, coming into it. You should have won the game on Tuesday night, you know, and the bullpen yeah. is the reason why you didn't. And again, I think to talk about this overall before we kind of get into the bullpen. It's just one of those things for me where I feel like it's the same thing that's been plaguing this team all year long where 
It's just you can't get the parts all working at the same time. So, like, the engine isn't kind of, like, turning over. Sure. And so, you know... This over the last week or so, it's been the bullpen. At times, it's been the 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 you know the lineup, of course, been the starting pitching at times this season, and that's what's really frustrating: the inconsistency of this team overall that is just preventing it from getting on any sort of, you know, winning run, L or losing run. It's like yeah. <laughs> you know they're yeah. they're not bad enough to go on a losing run, but they're not you know, like getting everything going at the same time to go on a winning run. So, uh, but yeah, the bullpen obviously has been an issue and I've just, I'm curious what your thoughts on Kenley, of course, who's, you know, blown a few saves here after he got off to a really good start to the season, but you know, not a good trend for him as of late. I'm not worried about Kenley Jansen at all. And I'll tell you what, it, it's, it's the same thing. It, it's Will Smith at, of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kenley Jansen is a better closer yeah. than Will Smith is. Uh, and so, I, this is honestly, this is something I remember bringing up to you, Joe, when the Braves signed Kinley Jansen, which is he goes through stretches and it's usually in the summer months when he goes through stretches of you're like, this guy's one of the greatest closers in baseball and he's blowing saves left and right. Right now, Kinley Jansen, three blown saves in his last six uh, opportunities. That's not good. You know, 50% odds for a closer, not good. However, those are sorts. Those are the things that um, you, you're not really going to change much. Out of, like, like he is who he is. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. um, well, and 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 his stats are. I'm just really quickly. His stats are uh, what they are for his career this year. It's not like he's performing yeah. worse. You know, no. But that's the thing is people forget because he did this with the Dodgers. I want to say last season or maybe two seasons ago where it was in the month of June or July that he I I want to say he had like three blown saves in a row mm-hmm. for the Dodgers mm-hmm. you know but so these sort of situations this happens with him um and I th- I think it could be heat I don't I don't want to blame the elements or anything like that um but then also just sometimes things happen um I I know in this last outing against the Diamondbacks um, they were concerned about how dry it was out there in Arizona. Um, and the fact that, I, I mean, Chip said it on the broadcast, he didn't look comfortable out there. However, you know, full, full scale, I'm not that concerned. Um, also it's because like, what are you going to do? Uh, and that's kind of my overall, the thing that scares me the most about this Braves bullpen is what are you going to do? What can you actually change? You know, mm-hmm. we, we look at the Braves, the the bats, and you go, okay, you can make some changes. You can move a guy up, move a guy down, uh, give a guy a day off, um, or, you know, maybe have a guy DH. Uh, just there, There's options. Or bring somebody up from Gwinnett. Who in Gwinnett right now is going to be better than what you're going to get right. from uh, almost any of these bullpen arms, you know, it, it's, um, yeah, there aren't you're... any, <laughs> the, the, no, short, the, I... the short answer is there is not any, any, you know, obvious solutions there either. We saw, you know, Alex Anthopoulos went out and signed Rich Rodriguez last, uh, or didn't sign him, but traded for him from the pirates. Um, and he provided a solution for the Braves for a little bit before things kind of blew up on him. But, um, that 
would seem to me to be the, the, the best way to solve some of these issues is you go out and trade for somebody. But the tough thing is that it's just not really the time of year where that trade market is really humming. So there's not really, you know, those options are limited as well. And when I look at this Braves bullpen, I still see talented guys, um, you know, and I certainly have some hope that they can get things sorted out and, and turn themselves around. But um, it's just, uh, it's, it's, you just don't have a lot of confidence in these guys in the group right now. And it, and it goes to show how, um, how much confidence we had in this Braves bullpen last year, especially. And that and the Braves bullpen was so important, not only during the stretch of the season, but obviously in the playoffs. And Tyler Matzik was obviously one of the MVPs of the postseason for you. And to not have a pitcher of his caliber performing at the caliber he, he was in last postseason, not to have guys who you are so confident can just come in and shut down opposing lineups – it's a big difference, you know. It's a big difference in the confidence that you have in a ball club and able and being able to secure leads, kind of like we saw them blow the other night. Well, and it, and it's not like Joe that Alex Anthopoulos just sat on his hands and brought back the same guys from last season. He did bring back mm-hmm. a lot of those same guys. He went out and got new options. We thought this you would know, be he, a strength for sure. Yeah, he he brought in Colin McHugh. He, he paid a lot of money for, or not a lot of money, but decent amount of yeah. money. Uh, the most that he had ever made in his career brought in Kenley Jansen, which felt like a move that was like, mm, not exactly necessary. Not, not sure why you did that. Mm-hmm. And now you're looking back going like, I mean, as bad as he has been as of recent, I still think over the stretch of the entire season, he's going to be an extremely valuable piece, but you just go through, uh, you know, AJ mentor, a guy who's been the best reliever the Braves have had so far this season, at least in my opinion, uh, and yet he's had some moments of looking very unstable. So it's, it's it's just one of those odd situations where I don't know that a trade is going to make much of a difference because all of these guys yeah. are having issues at different points. Sometimes, as we saw on Tuesday, Will Smith and Kenley Jansen having it on the same night. I mean, it's not like Colin was, was any good either. I think they all gave up like an earned run apiece, and that was part of how that game got blown. Um, so for the one thing, I don't know that a trade is really going to make that much of a difference. The other thing is, and I, I'm going to keep saying this, Joe, until we get past the trade deadline for the people who think that Alex Anthopoulos is going to pull a rabbit out of a hat this year. It ain't happening. Mm. I'm here to tell you it ain't happening. Any team who Alex Anthopoulos makes a phone call to and goes, Hey, you looking to move so and so? That team's gonna go. Oh, Alex Anthopoulos. <laughs> well, we <Once>. were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like ah, I would give him. I would give him another week. You know, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. or or they'll go. Ah, we think a lot of him. You know, <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna need your third best prospect. You know, like <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. Like you're gonna run into those situations now, uh, because Alex Anthopoulos has shown that he has that ability to. Um, to take the scraps and turn them into something, but yeah, yeah it, it's it's just a it's a strange time where um, this bullpen is not good. Like like, I'll, I'll go to this Joe. Out of this bullpen, who is the guy that you're most likely to? If you need a shutdown inning, you need a guy to go in there and get you three outs to get the win, um, no matter what inning it is. Um, Who's the guy that you're most confident in right now? 
I would say right now, for me, it's probably Colin McHugh. He got off to a rough start to the season, but he's been better as of late. You mentioned him, AJ Minter. I mean, those would kind of be the two that you look at and say those have been your probably more consistent uh, bullpen arms over the course of the year, uh, or and, and especially as of late. Um, you know, I as, the way I see it, you just have some weak links, in my opinion, in this bullpen, and you can't really have weak links with the way that baseball is going now, and especially the Braves with starters very rarely kind of getting into the seventh inning. Um, you need a whole host of pitchers, not just to get yourself through one game, because in a one-game situation, you can manage getting, you know, navigating your way through three or four innings with the bullpen. But if you're doing that day after day after day, eventually guys are not going to be available to pitch. And so that's when you start relying on guys like Darren O'Day and uh, Jackson Stevens, who's Jackson Stevens has been way better than I think anybody could have anticipated this year. Jesse Chavez, you know, Dylan Lee's now in this bullpen. Those are the guys that really, um, I think, have pressure on them to perform in certain instances that is you know in some cases it's just a little bit above them like I think Dylan Lee is to me he's still a prospect and um, when he gets thrown into a pressure situation it's it's not good and clearly the team tries to avoid that but those to me to me I'm not so concerned about the big names in this bullpen just overall I I think that over the course of the season they're going to pan out but to me it's a thinner looking bullpen than what you pictured at the beginning of the year. And I think a large portion part of that is down to the fact that Tyler Matic was at first ineffective because of the shoulder situation that he has. And obviously now that he's not part of the team and on the DL with that situation. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also a weird one too, where um, I didn't necessarily think Tyler Thornburg was terrible. Yeah, Yeah. I thought he, I thought he was an arm to keep around and then they released him. And I was like, now 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 you were like uh okay i you know i get you gotta you know figure out your roster um and of course uh who is the one the the new young guy that they just brought in um uh jesus Jesus cruz Cruz. yeah yeah so they brought him in he you know he's he's supposed to be another big arm that they have a lot of hope for i think jackson stevens got a caught a really bad break on tuesday a uh, really tough situation to be put in where even Brian Snicker said, like, when you get into extra innings and you're the away team, you have to put up multiple runs. You can't be reliant upon one run because it's with with a runner on second. It's so easy. Um, it's almost like that's a given team. that has to score. And yeah. then it's what you do on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was just a really tough situation. I think a lot of him and I think um, long term. Jackson Stevens will be a guy that will have some great. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Success here in Atlanta. I did too. Um, getting back to the, the question that I asked you, though, about like who do you trust to give you a shutdown inning? <laughs> Joe, Spencer Strider. Yeah, well, there Spencer, you go. Spencer, Spencer Strider is the one that he I'm is. like, oh, man. Um, <laughs> I cannot tell you, Joe Patrick, how excited I was Monday morning. Waking up, being like, ah, Spencer Strider starting for the Atlanta Braves. A guy who, if you were to pull our podcast up from March, I was so excited about. <laughs> Got to have my moment a couple weeks ago where you let me gloat because he came in and he looked so good. And I was like, finally, the day has come. I called our uh, our old uh, uh, boss, Sean Thompson, because he lives out in Arizona now. And I was like, buddy. You got tickets. You need to go today. Right, yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, I, th- I was thinking about it. And it was like, man, if I was out in Arizona, I would be front row. Just so excited. Um, and then it didn't exactly go as, as planned. Not because of Spencer Strider. Yeah. I, um, but because his defense and right, everything yeah. else didn't help him out. It was out. kind of and hilarious. Like, Marcelo Zuna's sliding oh, catch man. attempt in the first inning there that ended up then yeah. biting strider and the braves in the butt when the uh he gave up the homer later in the inning but i I do want to address i tweeted out during that game i said like not as six it it was uh something about um it wasn't as successful as an outing as it was like fun or something like that yeah he was super super impressive uh don't get me wrong like i I think people took that a long way as like and maybe it was a poor choice of words on my part to say it was like was not as successful as it could have been or whatever but um I thought it was, you know, clearly an outing that was going to earn him another start. Uh, I think it was clearly impressive, just the arm talent, which is always on display whenever he goes in the mound. Only thing I was saying was that, you know, ultimately when you look at the line, it's not, I'm sure that he Spencer Strider was not very pleased with the fact that he the team was not winning when he left the game and he left the game with two runners on. And I think at least one of them came in to score. Maybe I guess both, well, both of them came in to score. So yeah. for that reason, it wasn't, but to to your point, the, um, you know, the defense really did not help him out at all. Matt Olson dropped a ball on a double play. That yeah. was just like crazy. Um, maybe he needs to have his eyes checked, like get the Eddie Rosario. eye, eye test. <laughs> I test. I'm, I'm joking. Cause he actually no. has been a little bit better at the plate recently, but um, just uh, unfortunate circumstances for Spencer Strider in that start. But the fact that he struck out seven in four and a thirds innings, I mean, the stuff was clearly as dominant as we're accustomed to seeing. Yeah. I mean, so the downside was he gave up his first home run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, just think about that. You know, we, we are, are at that point end of May, and as many appearances as Spencer Strider had made, he hadn't given up a home run. And finally, uh, and he makes his first start. And it was one of those that I, I mean, that swing, as soon as I saw that swing go, I didn't need the next camera angle. I knew <laughs> yeah, where that one was yeah. headed. Uh, and so, you know, it was tough, but you're, but you're right. You know, you, you, you get some help from your defense, Marcelo Zuna, that sliding 
uh, attempt at a catch. You know, just like just people absolutely embarrassed. Uh, I mean, I, people were kind of trashing Ozuna for that. I personally don't expect Ozuna to make that catch, like just with his athleticism and obviously defensive ability. Um, maybe. Obviously, when he starts sliding like that, he's not going to make a catch. Maybe if he gets a better jump on that ball. But, uh, I mean, I think that that's just kind of illustrative of this kind of outfield defense that's been plaguing the Braves as of recently. Yep. And uh, I don't know. Did you have anything more on Strider? Because on the on the topic of outfield defense, they've certainly well, improved. Uh, yeah, no, just, just with Striders, um, it, it's just the, the – idea of like should he go back to the bullpen mm, now mm. you know like i don't know um i certainly would understand um if you want to give tucker davidson another shot and move strider back to the bullpen just because of everything that's been so chaotic going on with there yeah um but getting back to defense uh in the outfield yeah it, it's just um i mean well I, going forward just one more thing on strider and then we'll, we'll transition into outfield defense like it, it, the question that we've been talking about all season long with Spencer Strider is where do you maximize his value? What role mm-hmm. do you put him in to maximize his value and the value he returns to the Braves? For a long time, we've been saying that, you know, as a starting pitcher, of course, you get more innings, more opportunities, and you provide more value that way. But if the Braves are really struggling in the bullpen, and he's been an absolute weapon for you out of the bullpen where he's pitched crucial innings, um, and really being been used in a way that is like non-traditional, just in terms of him going out and pitching, like two, doing two or three inning outings. Um, that is, you know, the Braves have to consider just how how they want to use him. But I think it's clear, you know, Brian Snicker said that he will get another start in the next rotation turn here coming up. So uh, they'll stick with this at least for the time being. Yeah, I so just kind of wrapping up what I think they need to leave Strider as a starter. I think he's more valuable. More innings, you know, you pitch yep. more innings and uh, get more outs. <laughs> Your team has a better chance of of winning. And I'd honestly, um, I think his use would be better for the moment. However, uh, when they get to the playoffs, that would be the time that I think then he becomes a bullpen arm because he would be more valuable. They would have to get to the playoffs at that point. And that's the conversation we can have later on in this podcast um getting back to the outfield though i have absolutely no idea what this team can do um the options are not good because you don't know how much you can get from honor acuna jr Mm -hmm. um we've been talking about and i don't even know that it's that newsworthy of discussing he's hurt right now or not really hurt but took a game off wasn't feeling too good this is where we're at this is what i said last week it's where you're going to be with him, where you're going to have to monitor him. It sounds like he's doing a better job of handling his body. So you don't know whether you're going to get him. If you do get Ronald Acuna Jr., you might have to DH him. So then you go next and you know, <laughs> so you got Adam Duvall out there. Um, thank goodness he can play half, you know, he he's proficient. Um, <laughs> you got the risk of having Marcelo Zuna out there. You don't really know what you're going to get from him unless it's bad. Um, if it is good, <laughs> it's like, wow, you know, what a surprise. Um, I mean, you Gamma Heredia out there, you know, uh, Orlando Arcia. Like, we're, we're reaching that point of, like, yeah. um, it's bad. Well, on the good news, 
Michael Harris was obviously called up over the weekend, and he's yes. been a revelation out there so far. He's basically been exactly what you hoped, as at least defensively. I mean, and the offense um, is coming, I think, slowly but surely. He had a hit in his opener. He had an, uh, about as long of a double as you can possibly have in Major League Baseball without it being a home run yesterday. So that was good to see him hit the ball hard as well. Um, but we've seen him make two diving catches already so far yes. in just a handful of games, which is kind of crazy um, and great to see coming from a, a Braves outfielder where they've been struggling so far. But I think that his play out there is just, uh, you know, that's that's exactly why the Braves – he's showing why he's been needed, you know, because um, this Rollins-Acuni situation I'm sure is not exactly – what the Braves had planned for him. They obviously wanted him to be manning one of those outfield spots as soon as he came back from his injury. And I think that they're learning that that's just not going to be the case. And so it just puts you in a, in a dilemma here with having to have Marcelo Zuna out there as much, you know, a decent amount. Um, And that's compounded when you also have guys like William Contreras who are knocking on the door and really don't really have a spot in this lineup except for the DH. Like, you have so many players who are obviously a great spot for the DH, but hard to get them in the lineup or you don't prefer, preferably would not want them in the field day-to-day. Uh, Let's – Joe, just go – like, just think about this team right now if the DH wasn't an option. Right. Oh, my like, gosh. The, the, the nightmare <laughs> yeah, yeah. that this team would be right now if the DH wasn't an option. And that's the thing – is is you're right. You've got so many guys who need to take up that designated hitter spot, whether it's Ronnie because of injury, Ozuna because of his liability, or William Contreras because he. I mean, three hits like like and and just how many home runs does he have? I'm sorry. He I looks just, like he uh, he looks like he's just locked totally locked on and seeing the ball incredibly clearly he's got seven home runs this season he's, he leads the team in ops opsing over a thousand so far hitting over 300 i mean it's a small sample size but i think that it's all the more impressive that this <laughs> that, that he has seven homers and five doubles he's, and only 63 at bats i mean it's so impressive with what he's doing he's third on the team in home runs yeah yeah third behind marcelo zuna and then austin obviously austin riley who's been incredible as of recent yeah um, yeah, so you have to get that bat in the lineup, but it's like, how? I mean, you, you're going to start sitting Travis Darno. Um, that's not necessarily Travis Darno's been one of your best bats too. I know. <laughs> you know? That's the thing. Like it's, it's so bad. I mean, it's getting to the point, like using William Contreras as a late inning defense uh, or not defensive replacement, but a late inning, uh, replacement. Like that's, that's no good. Yeah. That's not, you need more from him. But like you said, like where do you go? Um, you're st- and it. I don't know. I'm reaching a point where, as bad as William Contreras has looked out in left field, um, I'm willing to let that grow mm-hmm. <laughs> because I am too. the bat. Yeah, because the bat that you're getting from Contreras is better than the bat that you're getting from Marcelo Zuna. Um, even though, like, obviously, I mean, I just said Ozuna has the second most home runs on the team. Like, I recognize that. Um, but consistently, you're getting a lot from William Contreras. And so I'm of the, like, throw him out there, you know. Um, especially yeah. now that you can kind of mix it up every day. And, and hopefully you get to a point 
where Acuna can actually play out in right field and stay for a little while. I mean, in terms of their range, I don't see much of a difference between William Contreras and Marcelo Zuna, to be perfectly honest. And William Contreras has the much, much, much better arm, so at least he can get the ball in quicker. Whoever the reality of the situation is, whoever is out there is not going to be some like dynamite (laughs) defensive left fielder. So, you know, you might as well try to just optimize the bat. And to your point, I think that with William Contreras, you know, the more games he gets out there, the more he's going to improve. Where I don't think you can really say the same for. Marcelo Zuna. Now, also to your point, Marcelo Zuna has been hitting the ball really well of late as as well. So um, it's just a conundrum that I think that this Ronald Acuna injury has really you know thrown the Braves for and really disrupted the roster construction that they had planned when they signed Marcelo Zuna to his deal. It was pretty clearly with the idea that he was going to be you know a left fielder for a year, which he didn't end up turning out to be because he was suspended the entire season and then coming into a DH role and assuming and assuming that DH responsibility uh, and then the Braves were going to go forward from there. Now, if Ronald Acuna has to occupy that DH half the time, that just, it just throws you out, uh, out of kind of out of your, what you had planned. And it allows you again, with what we were talking about with Spencer Strider, which is like trying to optimize value, get the most value out of these players over the course of a season it allows you to to not do that as effectively. Yeah, it's one of those. It's once again a time that I don't envy Brian Snicker, because um, these are the decisions that that he has to make now. Um, I mean, he's not. I don't think he's making them alone by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, you know, I'm sure there's some conversations with Anthopolis and with his coaching staff of trying to figure out the best way to go about this, but I just, I just don't envy him because any time in making all of those decisions that you make the wrong one, it costs you ball games, uh, which leads you to a point of, of where you're at, uh, you know, so many games behind in in the national league. East. It's a good point. And it's something that I, I kind of just thought of, which is that for as good of a managerial job as Brian Snicker did last year, I think that this year is a more difficult job to oh, do absolutely. for him yeah. just in trying in terms of trying to manage all these things that we've been talking about on this episode you know there are so many considerations that you have to have last year he basically just got a team that wasn't as good on paper to overperform you know and but a lot of that was sticking with the same lineup using a very you know tried and true bullpen rotation well, I was about to say that was part of the thing that we were getting so frustrated about him last year was him going essentially? I have my seven, eight, and nine. Does not matter. I got my seven, eight, mm-hmm. and nine. I'll throw a couple other guys out there. You know, when it comes to the bullpen, the lineup. Um, you know, you're dealing with injuries and and guys not performing. Kind of stuck with a lot of the same. Shuffled up the the batting order a couple of times, but that was about it. There was not this many. Um, you didn't have as many problems where. You essentially had three guys occupying one spot, and all of them hit pretty well. Um, but you you have to manage the others. Like like there wasn't this much. Uh, and then having the hold, like having to go. I'm like let's call it what it is. I was one who's who said two months ago or a month ago, bring up Michael Harris. Um, you know I, I thought that was a guy, but. The fact that you actually did it 
I think shows the true desperation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, the fact that it had reached that level that you were like, I mean, we might like do it, pull it, you know, um, sound the alarm. You know, it's one of those. Uh, and like you skipped Drew Waters because you wanted the offense um, as much as you did his defensive ability. But it's just, yeah, there's so many little decisions that Brian Sticker is having to make. Um, and I'm not hearing a whole lot of criticism out of him, honestly. If, if compared to what we saw last year, it's a lot more criticism in the players not performing, which cool because I always tend to put it on the players <laughs> of, you know, like, like they went out and got these guys. They've got to step up and perform. It's just, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for Week Number One. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. A lot. Uh, A lot of decisions to be made. I mean, it's true. These players do need to, to, do need to, you know, perform uh to their abilities and again it just they have not done it over the course of a season and now we find ourselves in a situation where the Braves are like almost in the exact same spot they were in last year just kind of hovering around this kind of three four games under 500 while the Mets get out to this big lead in the NL East obviously we know how that happened last year with the net with the Mets kind of crumbling but I just continue to think that that's not going to happen this year. And I know like the Mets are even surviving now, despite the fact that they've had, you know, their own issues in terms of, you know, pitchers who have gone down DeGrom obviously had his, had his issue. Um, you know, Max Scherzer has gone down with the oblique, but they're still able to plod their way through the season and continuing to build on their lead where the Braves are just not doing it yet. And I'm, I am concerned about this team. I continue to like, hear the don't panic and people wanting to be optimistic about the Braves. And I certainly want to be optimistic about them as well, but I don't know why there's just like this thing in my gut. That's like, "Mm, this is not going well. Well, Yeah. Because I'll ask you this, Joe Patrick, if the Braves don't win the division, do they have any kind of shot of making the wild card? I don't think so. I think they're going to be basically equally as difficult to to achieve. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, I, was, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine on Twitter yesterday where, um, you know, it's essentially like, well, you don't have to worry so much about winning the division. Um, you know, just be good enough to get a, a wild card spot. And I'm going, I'm sorry. <laughs> have you seen, you know, the NL Central, yeah, but it's we're, like we're essentially we're exactly where we were last year, <laughs> where <laughs> Milwaukee and St. Louis fighting for that division. If one of them doesn't make it, 
the likelihood of the other making a wild card pretty high. You go to the the National League West. Yeah. If the Dodgers don't make it, then you've got them fighting between the Padres and the Giants. The Giants won the division last year, which just seems insane now. Um and the what was it the Padres that that kind of like fizzled out there at the end and ended up missing things. That doesn't look like that could happen this year. Like the Padres look good once again. They don't even have Fernando Tatis mm-hmm. yet. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just right. like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, like people who uh, you were kind of alluding to this just a minute ago. Like the people who are, are thinking, ah, we'll just wait. You know, the Mets will met and the teams will fall apart and the Braves will just slide in there. Um, the likelihood of that happening versus the likelihood of the Braves you know, on the, on the outside looking in at the playoffs, um, you know, I don't like those odds, yeah. uh, b- b- because you're right, which with, with Scherzer having his little issue, missing some time DeGrom missing some time. I mean, we're over here hoping that come what end of July that, that we might have a new exciting arm <laughs> to, to <laughs> propel us into, you know, some, some games. But uh, hoping Mike Soroka comes back and looks better is a lot more bleak than the Mets getting DeGrom back. Yeah. Um, it, it's just not the same. It's just one of those I, – I feel like Braves fans just need to be aware of how difficult this is looking. The I mean, I think that the, I think that the team is aware that – of the situation that they're in. I think that that is why you saw some of the, I would call them like pretty drastic moves, like to, to call up Michael Harris, um, to do some of these things, to move Spencer Strider into a starting role. I think that those are signs that they realize that they need to start turning things around right away and, and be proactive and trying to change things. Um, unfortunately, again, like we were talking about earlier, it's just in terms of the trade market, it's going to be more difficult. Not sure exactly how much payroll this team is going to be able to add, uh, in the trade market, and obviously it's just not the time of year for them to be able to do that. But if you look at like uh, Baseball Reference has playoff odds, and the Braves, when we did, recorded this last week, they were at seventy six percent to make the postseason. Still today, they're at fifty three percent. That's a big drop, <laughs> and yeah. I think the reason is because over this last week, they've split with the Phillies. They drop, you know, they won the series against the Marlins, but now they drop the series to the Diamondbacks. Like these are the winnable games we were talking about a couple weeks ago yeah. about this team coming into a very winnable stretch, yeah. and they're still just playing 500 baseball, you know, and that's going to kill you. Like these are the games you have to start making up ground, and they're actually losing ground. Uh, the the Mets have increased their lead on the Braves in the NL East, so it's just not getting any better for this team, and. Something's got to happen, but you know, for as much as people are going to want to say that, well, the Padres and Giants and Dodgers are all going to beat up on each other, and that's going to help them. the The Central is so weak that the Cardinals may not be, you know, a better team on paper than the Braves are, but they could very well have a better record than the Braves over the, you know, over the course of the rest of the season, just because yeah. the the level of competition. So, well, the, the Braves got to get on a run. They got to start stringing, you know, a bunch of wins together. It's incredible they still haven't won three games in a row yet this season. Yeah, well, and, and in fairness, the Braves will get to, quote-unquote, control their own destiny. Uh, they will see the Giants. They will see the Dodgers. They will see the Cardinals. 
there will be some opportunities to um to gain ground on some of these teams if they were to end up in a wild card position but <laughs> you got to win the the Rockies series you got to win the yeah you, know, you got to sweep the Oakland A's yeah. please you know at least take three from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like it's just these are the kinds of uh, games that we've got over the next two weeks that you have to clean up. And that's what the Braves yeah. were so good, especially after the All Star break last year when they went on their run, or after the trade deadline when they went on their run, they were just cleaning up teams, like sweeping them, sweeping teams that they were clearly better than. And they that just not has not been the case this year. And it's it sounds harsh to say like they need to sweep a team, but we're getting to the point where you have to do that. Like you have to make up ground. You have to actually play better yeah. <laughs> than, than you have been. And it sounds so ridiculous to say out loud, but I mean it's clearly the case. And at some point, you do have to have those expectations. Yeah, hope hoping for lightning to strike twice and going on a historic run after the trade deadline, a second straight season. Um, it's historic for a reason. Yep. Well, it's, it's one of those like yeah, not odds that I would be in favor of. Uh, it's it's just uh, and it's one of the I hate I, I hate being like this. I hate. I being know. Same the, here. Same here. I I feel like last just, year I was the optimistic one. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, not not between us, but just like in Braves yeah. fandom in general, I feel like a lot of people were down, and I was thinking that there there was still opportunities. And and I think as much as like I would joke last year about you know being Eeyore and and oh doom and gloom I don't know I think I was kind of doing the like watching it through my hand mm -hmm. and like peeking and being like nah I, they could do something mm -hmm. you know like like I I could see a path in which um you know they oh he could shake things up and really change this team and that, that's what they ended up doing this year I'm looking at it and being like. No, I I don't know that there's a lot to shake up that they haven't already done. You you talk about, you know, kind of showing the signs of desperation is everything they've done with Spencer Strider is everything they've done with Bryce Elder, Tucker Davidson, um who am I forgetting? And who's been in that fifth rotation spot? Um uh, there was yeah, there was somebody else that was in it. Um I, I, Kyle Muller. Yeah, Muller um, got a shot. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm surprised. Honestly, you've been talking about him the last couple of weeks. Uh, surprised we haven't seen a Tuki Toussaint, mm -hmm. other than the fact that he's been terrible in Gwinnett. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. um, same reason I think we ended up seeing Michael Harris instead of Drew Waters because Drew Waters has been terrible as of late with Gwinnett. Um, but I mean, they're they're pulling out all the stops to be like, okay, well, if there's going to be a guy who's going to give us something um it's going to be this and it hasn't happened yet mm -hmm. yeah very optimistic with with uh michael harris um his bat hasn't really shown up but that's not that surprising going from double a yeah uh to the majors didn't think it was going to be immediate um like i said we'll figure out you know spencer strider will make another start we'll see how that works out um it's a big I mean, this is a big week for the Braves, to your point. They've gotta they've got to Don't we say that every week? I know we do say it every week. But it is like I feel like every every week we say it and then it doesn't then they play five hundred baseball again. And then and you're like, because they played five hundred, it means that the next week is even more important. Um yeah. because at some point they gotta try to turn this thing around. But yeah, it's these winnable games. It's these games against the the Colorados, the Oaklands, the Pittsburghs that are so important to actually win those games and not just have 
moral victories of you lost, but Michael Harris had three hits or something like that. You know, it's like yep. you actually have to go out there and the final score, you have to have more runs on the other team <laughs> any way possible. All right. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. Well, no, because yeah, it's honestly, you're right. Like we have, we've reached that point. I'm going to go find of, a corner and cry in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go to the pool and relax and try to like, you know, feel better about this team. Um, yeah. Cause that was, that's the other thing is, is, is I don't like reaching the point that I'm, I'm at where I was, I was the same friend I was talking to on Twitter of going like, if I wasn't working, <laughs> these Braves games (laughs) yeah you know um would I actually turn this on right would I willingly want to watch and and not because I'm a flaky Braves fan or 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 whatever it's just like the point of sports is to make you feel better enjoy entertainment yeah and and that's the thing that you haven't gotten a whole lot of yeah um we've had had moments but not a lot of consistent things to be happy about with this team um and so like you said hopefully something changes yep um we shall see we'll we'll be back next week um to hopefully have some exciting news about this braves team they've gone on a major run things are a lot more optimistic or we'll have more doom and gloom for you (laughs) and uh and really make your car ride or your uh, choose your own fate, Braves. Your choose your yeah. own fate. It's it's up to the Braves as to how we end up reacting. So exactly. Well, for my co-host Joe Patrick, I'm Caleb Johnson. Thanks for listening to Batter Up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.